Welcome back to the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial from your hometown Toyota Store Studio. My name is Nika Blankenship. I'm filling in for a world traveler and voice of the Pioneers, Tyler Mond, this week. Uh, on week five of this new format, uh, we're bringing back Jack and Sheila Weinberg, head men's soccer coach, Jamie Franks. So there's no, Jamie, how you doing today? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Excited to be back on. Yeah, of course. Uh, we'll start with taking a look back at the last six matches uh, for this season opening homestand. Just talk a little bit about um, the scheduling philosophy, how things kind of aligned this year, because usually you're used to spending the end of August and then getting September on the road. Yeah, uh, you know, there's two ways to get in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you can win the automatic qualifier uh, that the Summit League has, which is through the conference tournament, uh, or you can get in for uh, an at-large bid. You know, uh, there's, um, you know, not so many at-large bids available. And so you really have to be kind of ranked in the top 30, uh, top 25 to secure um, an RPI uh, um, at-large bid. Uh, and, you know, throughout the years, what we've always tried to do is, is give our, ourselves an opportunity on both. Uh, and so we're always trying to play at least, you know, 10 to 12 top 100 teams and, uh, you know, as many top 25 teams as we can get. Um, we got fortunate this year just because all of the away games, uh, which we had to go earn these home games from, uh, it just so happened that it all fell in this first six weeks of the 2023 season. So, uh, you know, we obviously have an awesome record at home. I think we're 82 and 11 at home and, and that's awesome. Um, but with that awesome record, it's it, it, <laughs> a lot of teams don't want to play here. Uh, so, you know, the only way that we can get home games is really going out there playing them first and, uh, you know, getting returned. And so uh, it's been an exciting start to the year and just uh, really grateful, uh, you know, to play at home. Yeah, it's yeah, it's awesome to kind of have those uh, scars aligned, so to speak, especially for people like me that enjoy watching you in person. But let's start with the San Diego State match in the opener. I thought it was, I thought you were a clinical pass or two away in the final third from getting the goal and making them come out and play. And then who knows that could have led to two and three and four. It definitely had the feeling of a first game of the season. What were your thoughts? Yeah, we just a little bit hesitant. You know, I think having over, you know, 75% of the ball is great, but you got to have to, you know, you got to do it in dangerous areas. And so uh, I just didn't think we took enough calculated risk in the game. And, um, you know, first game jitters, a lot of young guys out there, uh, you know, kind of feeling our, our, our system of play out. Um, and I thought that we just got some details wrong in the game. Uh, we've since seen that same system. Uh, used against us, uh, you know, two more occasions. And I thought we've done really well with the lessons that we learned from that game. So, um, you know, they didn't get a shot on goal. Uh, and I think only like three shots total in the game. So it wasn't like they were threatened much, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you got to do more to win games. But pretty typical uh, first game, 0 uh, 0 match. Huge response, I thought, from the guys. You came out and really on a Sunday afternoon against Crayon Canyon, a team that you're familiar with. Uh, kind of learn from those lessons from Friday night, get three past them against a team that you're familiar with, like I said, uh, get goals from OJ, Holger, and Sam. Just talk about how 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 important that was to get the lineup going and get goals from multiple guys there that early in the season. Yeah, I think a lot of the guys uh, that have scored so far are the guys that we're going to have to depend on, you know, the guys that continue – uh, you know, to be reliably effective. And and, and for us, uh, the reliability is coming from their actions, uh, you know, their starting positions, um, you know, just their proactive decisions in the game. Uh, you know, they're they're reliable. And, and, and through that reliability, 
their players have such quality, um, you know, that they end up being really, you know, really effective. And so uh, it's great to get those three guys off on the mark. Um, you know, really excited. Uh, like I said, that, you know, just that we took learning lessons from game one and put them into game two. I remember you saying before the SMU game the next to start the next week, I remember you saying that you guys have played a lot of great matches against SMU, but arguably you've let them hang around a little bit more than you should have. From a coach's perspective, how great was it to to convey that message to your team and then have them get the three goals in the first half to kind of not necessarily put the game away, but to definitely give you some breathing room there before the intermission? No, I think that's what this makes this team a little bit different. There's a little bit of a ruthlessness to the way that we attack and the way that they take their chances. And so, um, you know, for us, we were just so dominant uh, with the ball in that game, so dominant positionally. Um, and, and, you know, we did enough, to, uh, you know, to win the game in the first half. And so I was really proud of the group, uh, you know, for learning, uh, you know, how to grind out a result against a good team. And, you know, all of these kind of six games were all regional games. Uh, you know, so the Dallas game was important for us just because regionally, you know, we go up against them quite a bit in recruiting, uh, you know, you know, in the RPI and I just have a lot of obviously respect for them. So uh, they're always on the schedule every year. So it's just a great little rivalry that we got. And, uh, you know, we were excited to jump on them in the first half. Yeah. Creighton a few days later, um, I thought it, it kind of had the feeling of a match that, was a draw against a great program, but a match that you feel like you should have won uh, when you t- t- take the lead twice and then they equalize late on an unlucky handball there. Um, just kind of talk about the lessons you thought that you guys were able to take from that Monday night and translate here into this next week. Yeah, it was just that, you know, how are we, you know, ultimately going to put games away? You got to shoot a team 12 to three in the first half and you go into the half two to one uh, with as dominant as we were with the ball, with the chances, the quality chances and the difference from game, uh, you know, uh, SMU game to that game was just that we didn't, you know, we didn't finish the game in the first half and uh, left it too late. And, you know, you only have five uh, fouls, uh, you know, in the game and one of them is a handball on top of the box and, you know, the kid hit a, you know, great strike, uh, you know, off the bar and in. So uh, really disappointed because I thought that we deserved the result, but, um, you know, obviously they're a great opponent, uh, you know, great team too. So, you know, they asked, uh, both teams that we can ask questions of us. I thought, uh, that made us have discussions with, uh, our players, uh, you know, between the staff, uh, you know, that all certainly are going to make us better down the road. Finally, we'll wrap up the, the hooking back portion with this past weekend, uh, UC San Diego team that again, you kind of probably felt like you let hang around a year ago, even though you were able to get the three points last year in San Diego, but you know, four past them on Friday night, including a hat trick from OJ. What is his goal scoring meant to this team? Cause it has a feeling, at least for me, a little bit of Andre in 2018. Um, but it's, it's kind of different because I felt like he was the only one that continued to threaten on that team. Whereas I think you have a lot of good goal scorers on this roster this year. Yeah, no, I think uh, obviously, um, you know, OJ is a physical presence and I think his ability to put himself in good starting positions makes him really challenging uh, to defend against. And uh, I think teams have to make a tough decision against us. You know, if you're going to try to come get the ball from us, then you're going to leave some 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 really good athletes, um, you know, in the spaces uh you know, where, where, you know, where their talent can take over. And so, uh, you know, OJ is the benefactor of, uh, 
uh, a lot of obviously good service, um, you know, but he's just matured tremendously, uh, you know, with his level of focus and where does he put his energy, what type of listener he is. Um, he's just taken a real big step in ownership and, uh, you know, it's been really helpful for the team because he takes on, you know, a large burden, uh, you know, sometimes even if there's two forwards up there and, or sorry, two center backs and he's the only forward, uh, he seems to do really well. So, uh, it's a little bit of a mismatch for us in the game and we just need to continue to, uh, make sure that he stays within his processes and his habits. Um, you know, because for all the goals that he scored, you know, we, we, we feel pretty confident that was two or three every game that we're leaving off the board for him if, if we give him a little bit better service. So, um, you know, really excited, obviously, to, 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 to have, you know, score four goals. Like I said, this team's a little bit different. Um, you know, they're not going to let teams hang around. They have that ability to strike quick. Uh, there's a bunch of guys who can put the ball on the back of the net. Um, you know, so was was really excited to see the growth of the team, um, you know, uh, from from week week two to week three. In addition to his uh, starting position that you mentioned, I thought that he's done a really good job this year of of anticipating where the ball is going to go next more than he had in years past. I think that if you look at a few of the goals that he's had, that he's just been able to tap in a rebound or tap something off a post um, that that it's really been him anticipating the next play more than anything that's helped him get a few of those goals. Yeah, it was funny. You know, last year I think he started to score some goals and 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 he made a comment, uh, something about staying in form. Yeah, I got to stay in form. And, you know, I laugh about that because, you know, what that means to me and what that means to everybody else is just continuing to control the things that you can control and continue to put yourself in good situations. And so all the goals are scored the same, you know, the one the last game bounced off of him and, 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 you know, off the goalkeeper off him and in, uh, they all count the same. And so for, you know, for us, as long as he uh, continues to increase his probability, um, you know, the goals and the service are still going to be there. So just really excited uh, to kind of see him not get too high and not to get too low, uh, you know, because he knows that it's a, it's a process-oriented approach to continue to score uh, goals. OJ, as you mentioned, had that ball go off his chest yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, so on Sunday afternoon. And then AO hits a wonder strike that you all called across <laughs> from the bench that takes out the top corner. Um, how important was that goal, do you think, for AO's confidence? He comes back for fifth year. Uh, he had been playing really well, but but that goal just seemed, from the celebration afterwards, just seemed like a relief to get off the mark. Yeah, I think for him, uh, you know, kudos to him. Uh, he's changed his diet. He, he's he's hit the weight room harder. His conditioning has been better ever since last season. Uh, you know, it, it's not something that we like to talk about when when when, when you miss players to, due to injury. But I just thought we weren't the same team last year when you know when he got injured and and the uh, the spaces that he opens up for other players. Um, you know, it, it, he's just a very, very good, uh, you know, smart soccer player that can connect the game for us. And so since last season, the guy's been on a mission. He has real purpose. And I think when you watch him play, I just think there's a different sort of ownership in his game, uh, you know, he, a different sort of engine. Uh, he's just making more actions per minute uh, consistently over, uh, you know, over the course of the game. So just really happy that, you know, he scored those goals because I thought the weekend before he was really disappointed in himself not to get off the mark. And, uh, you know, we were just really proud of him that he stayed resilient because, uh, you know, uh, the, the forwards got a whole, you know, those forwards and midfields have hard jobs, you know. Uh, uh, so I think that AO's maturity was shown, you know, this next weekend, you know, having the, the bravery to hit a ball like that, 
um, is just awesome. It just shows me that he wasn't thinking about the weekend before. And, 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 and so, like I said, kudos to the kid. He's just been really resilient this past year and just really excited to see kind of the form that he's in. We'll stop and take a break right there and return shortly with the second segment of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show, presented by Johnson Financial and your hometown from your hometown Toyota Store Studios. Good ball in. Oh, Grady, what a header! And the Pioneers deservedly up 3-0. Join DU Women's Soccer under the lights as they host in-state rivals CU Buffs Friday, September 15th at 7 p.m. on DU's campus. Discounted group tickets are available for 10 or more. Visit denverpioneers.com to secure your seat. It's sure to be a packed house. Let's go DU. Fisher dribbles towards the center, shoots, and it's in the back of the net. DU Soccer hosts Summit League rivals ORU Saturday, September 30th on the beautiful DU campus. First kick is set for 7 p.m. Get your tickets online and enjoy Division I soccer in the Mile High City. DU versus ORU, Denver's home of college sports. Let's go, DU. Welcome back to the Denver Pioneers Coaching Show presented by Johnson Financial from your hometown Toyota Store Studio. I'm Nika Blankenship filling in for Tyler Mon this week, and we're joined by Jack and Sheila Weinberg, head men's soccer coach Jamie Franks. Jamie, I know that personal awards and stuff don't mean a lot in this program, and it's more about the collective group, but you did record your 100th career win on Friday night. Just kind of talk about what, like, I know what it means to you personally, but talk about what it means to the whole program. You have countless players countless coaches that have contributed to this program and like I think back to the guys all the way from the undefeated seasons in 15 and 16 and how much they've laid the groundwork for everything that's been accomplished since yeah there's no doubt I mean you know I think anytime you're building a program there's foundational work that that was done all the way back in the you know in the in, in the 60s and the 70s to put the program in a good spot and you know and, and how connected those alumni are to the program and how connected they are to each other. Um, you know, there was a great student athlete experience here. Uh, and so for us, um, you know, being able to be an assistant here and then be able to be a head coach, uh, you know, you have your hands on your on recruiting and, and recruiting really, really high character, um, you know, student athletes who want to take advantage of, of the student, you know, of the student experience here at, here at Denver. That's been the key. I think everybody's always asking like, Oh, what's the secret to success? The secret to success is that, that you recruit winning people. Uh, you know, the character traits that make up winning people, uh, you know, those are the ones that make winning players and then winning players make winning teams. And that's like, you know, something that my old coach Jay Vidovich used to say, it's like, you don't know what it means until you become the head coach and you're in charge of the performance environment and you're in charge of, uh, you know, the everyday um, kind of values of the team for us to have these important values. You got to start with high character kids. And so just like over the course of the, you know, eight, eight years plus whatever, five, six games it took, there's just so many players that got those results and, and, and anybody that's ever been around any of our teams knows that like everybody plays an important role every single day for us to succeed, whether it's the top GPAs in the country, the, the, the conference championships, the, 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 the NCAA births, 
there's just been such a consistency and I, you know, thanks to all those guys, because anybody that's been around the soccer team or been around the soccer game knows that it takes everybody to get that result. And, and, and it goes with the support staff. It goes with my staff. It goes with my, um, you know, my assistant coaches. It's just, it's just been an awesome experience. And so just really excited that, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, that we're in the top 10 and wins over that course of the years and, and, and just ultimately trying to continue to push, uh, you know, for more consistency in the NCAA tournament. Of course. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and preview this upcoming weekend. You have your first trip of the year of the regular season, at least. I know you guys went to wake in the, uh, in the Carolinas in the preseason, but two chances that two more real big RPI boosters for this program. We talked a little bit about the scheduling uh, philosophy in the first segment, but uh, how important are these two on the road to, to, again, help you secure a top 16 seed to try to try to get a buy in November? Yeah, that's ultimately the goal is, you know, to be able to get an at large bid and, 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 and to do that, you got to play regional foes and you have to do it on the road. And so, um, you know, after six games, we're, we're really confident in, 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 in who we are and what our identity is. And so, uh, you know, there, there'll be outside adversity and there'll be different things that you have to deal with, with travel and, 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 and with playing on the road and, you know, all the, you know, all those things and, and just making sure that everybody stays focused and, 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 and how does everybody kind of um, come together and be at their best uh, to get a result on Friday night. And then you regroup, uh, and then it's a quick turnaround for Monday. So uh, being on the road like this, it, it drives connection within the team. Uh, you get to see what sort of uh, you know grit and and resiliency the team has because there you know there's no doubt will be adversity. What is again? I know it's an RPI booster thing, but to talk about uh, how great it has also been for at least this non-conference because. I don't know how many people understand in the non-conference play when you have two teams ranked in the top 25 for the summer league that aren't, that isn't a league that consistently has two teams with top 25, how much that'll help you guys down the road as far as RPI when you play Oral Roberts two, maybe three times the rest of the season. Yeah, I think it's a real challenge the way that the league was set up uh, with some of those former teams and just, uh, you know, to be candid, it was really hard to have a high RPI. Um, you know, you'd win those games and you'd move down 10 spots in the RPI. It's, it's, it's kind of disheartening. And so, uh, you know, the summit league has done a wonderful job of, of, um, you know, kind of looking at ways of, you know, how, you know, the ultimate goal is how do you get two teams in and, and Oral Roberts has just done a great job over the past, you know, five years and, you know, they've been knocking at the door. And so the better that they are, the more that they elevate the league, um, you know, uh, there's things that they've taken from us. Uh, you know, to, 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 to instill in their programs that had made it better. And, and uh, you know, we would like to think that because uh, they're trying to climb that mountain, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to climb it a little bit quicker. And, you know, without, you know, without their success, I don't know if we, we would be able to have this uh, sustained, uh, sustained success. And so, um, you know, having another top opponent, uh, you know, it, it really prepares you for the NCAA tournament, not just from a statistical number in the RPI, but it also asks questions of you that better prepares you for knockout football games. And so i uh, got tons of love and respect for those guys and, uh, you know, just uh, looking forward to the matches this fall. Yeah, you have the alumni game against them on September 30th. I know that's always a special time of year. Um, how's that going? And, and 
it, it's always a good opportunity to see those guys again, but then let them see what the program has built in person since they left. Yeah, I think, you know, the fall alumni games are always a little bit different, uh, you know, for my staff and I, just because how busy the fall is with, uh, you know, that weekend we've got uh, all of our recruits on campus, um, you know, so it's one of those where the fall is more about letting the alumni uh, interact with the current student athletes, get, you know, get a little bit behind the scenes about, you know, what the team's up to and, you know, ultimately just to be able to see them train or to, you know, see them compete. I think that there's a, a really high level of respect for their commitment to be excellent student athletes. It's definitely not easy. Uh, you know, they've had, you know, uh, really good uh, GPA. Uh, you know, that stuff comes with a long uh, list of players that have been behind that, you know, that that's like, you know, creating good study habits. So then when the uh, younger guys come in, you've already modeled the correct behavior. There's just so many people to thank of where the program, you know, how the program has gotten to where they're going, uh, you know, to where it's gotten and, and ultimately where it's going. Yes, it, 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 you, know, you have these alumni that come back and, and have played a major part in it, know they played a major part in it still feel connected. It's just, uh, you know, it's an awesome experience because the fall alumni game is a little bit different than the spring. So just excited to get those guys back, get them exposed to our student athletes. And um, yeah, just really excited to, you know, to, to connect with them. I want to wrap up just with a short comment about the uh, women's program and what they're doing right now. I know you had the, the rare opportunity and hopefully you don't have to do it again, but you had the rare opportunity to coach them in the spring. Um, how has that changed? Like, I think you've always been a good supporter of the women's program, but how has that changed kind of your mindset watching them from afar now, knowing that you coach those girls uh, in, in the spring for a few months? Yeah, you know, obviously um, it, it was just a unique experience to be able to do that. Um, you know, I thought that my respect for, uh, you know, uh, just how talented they were and, you know, how, like how, uh, com, you know, how committed they were to each other, how, how, how trusting, how good the environment was, um, you know, the culture was strong. And so uh, you just get to see them in a, maybe a bit different light. Uh, I think if you asked them that question, they thought I was very mean. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I would like to hope that, uh, you know, I kind of changed that, but, uh, you know, it's just high demand, high accountability. And so, uh, you know, for, for them is, was more about just making sure that I could, uh, you know, help them, uh, have a better indication about, you know, where they wanted to go and some, you know, many goal setting things that we did, but, uh, you know, now it's just like, you know, the girls and you know, their personalities. And so watching them on the field and, you know, watching what Sitch has done, it's just like really, uh, you know, you're really proud of her and, and, uh, you know, ultimately the system of play that they, they, that, that they do, uh, it suits some, it looks good. And, and, and ultimately it looks like the girls are having fun. Um, so just a lot of admiration, uh, you know, a lot of love, a lot of respect for, you know, what they do and, uh, you know, having a daughter who, who, who plays soccer U8, uh, I was the proud coach of the rising shooting star bunnies. So it, it's just been a great experience, uh, you know, to see it from the women's side, uh, and just, uh, you know, just have uh, the ultimate respect for them and it's been a great relationship. So just looking forward to continuing to build it. Well, hopefully some of the shooting star bunnies will make their way to the University of Denver Soccer Stadium in 10 or so years, and uh, and you can watch them from afar there. But, hey, Jamie, thanks for the time today. Uh, really appreciate it, and good luck this weekend in Portland and Seattle. Thanks. Thank you, Nico. 
wrapping up this week's edition of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial from your hometown Toyota Store Studio. We will see you again next week. Take care.